ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. An investigation is being launched into the murder of Gold Coast mother of three, Kelly Wilkinson. The 27-year-old was killed at home by her estranged husband, Brian Earl Johnston, who set her on fire in 2021. Last week, Johnston pleaded guilty to her murder and is due to be sentenced next month. Queensland's Domestic and Family Violence Death Review and Advisory Board will be investigating several key aspects surrounding Ms Wilkinson's murder to determine if her death could have been prevented. Lucy Gregory is CEO of the Domestic Violence Prevention Centre on the Gold Coast. Lucy, welcome to Breakfast. Thanks for having me on the show and bringing light to such an important issue. It, it's a it's a horrific story, and many of us are are familiar with it. But recapping some of the events yesterday, even just reading that, Lucy, I feel myself physically reacting to the detail of uh, this case. What's your reaction to the announcement of the investigation? We welcome any review that's going to look at what happened and how we, the system can do things better. We know that the system doesn't always respond the way it should. We want to know about the gaps and we want to fix those, so we absolutely welcome that. Um, As with anything, we know we have criminal matters and then there can be a coroner's inquest as well and then potentially the review board as well giving us outcomes. So we welcome anything that looks at how we could have done that better. One of the the details of this case that that already stands out is is the term of, of cop shopping. And in this case... Uh, Kelly Wilkinson went to multiple police stations seeking help and at several of those police stations she didn't receive the help that she needed and in the notes on this case the term cop shopping was used. What goes through your mind when you see that term and it's applied to women who know very well that their own life and often the lives of their children or other family members are at risk and they have been reaching out for help? It's really, disappointing is not even the right word, it's devastating to hear that that's happening. We know that women try so many other things before they go to police. We know that it's often the desperate last resort and what we want is that women come to police, that they are believed, that there's a position of saying, yes, we understand, yes, we can help you, rather than the opposite, which does unfortunately happen. We're really keen to make sure that the system allows women to speak up and takes that risk seriously. We know when women come forward, often they won't talk as much about the risk as they should because they do downplay the risk sometimes because they're fearful of retribution from the offender. So when they do come forward, we want them to be believed, we want the system to go in we want the system to do something to support her and keep her safe. How much guts does it take for women or others to, to push open the door of that police station and turn up at the front counter anyway? It's, it takes huge courage um, and it takes a sense of desperation as well, I believe. We're currently uh, in pilots where we're in police stations and we see women come through every day and we work with them to support them to report to police because we know how hard it is and often we'll accompany women because we know how hard it is. What's going on? What do we know about the police response there? We know that police deal with huge numbers of domestic violence call-outs every day. This term cop shopping 
Is that fatigue or desensitisation or not understanding the dangers? What's going on there? I think it could be a combination of all those things. Um, so we currently run training with police. We actually go to the uh, police academy and we do training with them and with a program called In Her Shoes where we actually get police to walk through the journey victim survivor to help them understand the guts it takes to go to the system, what it takes to ask for help, what it feels like when you're pushed back, what it feels like when the system doesn't believe you. So to really build that empathy and that understanding of the journey, uh, we'd like to see every single police officer in Queensland run through that journey. We'd like to see not just the domestic violence specialist police, but all police doing that training to understand. We know that police are doing increased training in the academy, but the other part that we need to see is the accountability. What happens if police don't do what they're meant to? What happens if they don't assess the risk appropriately? What is the mechanism for women to escalate that? What is the mechanism to actually get the right response? So it's not just the training that we want to see, it's the accountability of the system when they don't do what they're meant to do. And I think that's the vital piece that's missing for us. Uh, police and other parts of the system are, are part of this bigger um, picture. Is there a danger that if we're focusing on the system, we're not putting enough focus on the perpetrators in the first place, those who carried out these acts, in this case of Kelly Wilkinson, her estranged husband? We, What we'd like to see and what I'd like to see is actually a flip of the system so that what does the system do about the person that's using violence? So, so often we talk about do we help women get DVOs? Do we put women into refuge? Do we help them have emergency accommodation? What are we actually doing about the person who's using violence? How is the system making him accountable? So let's not give people who are using domestic violence watch house bail. Can we have an increase in things like bail um, monitoring? Can we have an increase in things like monitoring blank uh, anklets that go on their legs so that when they go into the suburb of the victim survivor, someone's notified and there's a police response. There is so much we can do to pivot to actually make the person who's using violence accountable. And I think that's what we need to change in the system rather than always focusing on how do we make her accountable by moving her? How do we make him accountable? How do we tell him as a society and as a system that he can't keep doing what he's doing? We'll have people listening, Lucy, who may be in this kind of situation that Kelly Wilkinson uh, was fearing. There will be people who have these situations unfolding in their extended family, their friends, uh, their workplace. And often people are very fearful about what some of the initial behaviour uh, could lead to. What do you say, people, in that situation where the physical acts have yet to start, but there are very, very concerning red flags about behaviour and people fear that it could turn into one of these cases. So we would say reach out. There are domestic violence services. There's 1-800-RESPECT. There's uh, statewide services in every state. There's local services. Reach out to a domestic violence service and have a conversation. We can guide you through. We can validate what you're feeling and what you're thinking. We can advocate with police and the systems as well and help you to be safer. So reach out, have the conversation. Uh, no one who is feeling unsafe uh, should feel like they can't reach out or like their problem is too small. We are always here to talk and we're always here to help them through. We're now seven weeks into the new year, Lucy. So far, nine women have been killed allegedly by men known to them. When are these kind of statistics of around one a week or more, when is this ever going to change? 
That's a really good question. I think we battle with that every day in our service, in our sector. I think we need more resources into the domestic violence services to respond. We are meeting the same demand as police services. We need a holistic system response. We need the national platform. We need national services and we need to coordinate better. And I think we also need as a society to all agree that domestic violence is not okay and not to condone the behaviour. And I think that takes a national conversation um, that we can all be a part of. But there's many, many things we need to do together to make it happen. Lucy, thank you very much for speaking up. Thank you. It's Lucy Gregory there. Lucy is CEO of the Domestic Violence Prevention Centre. And if this interview has raised issues for you, you can contact 1800 RESPECT. That's 1800 737 732. And if you yourself are in the situation or there's someone in your family and there are concerns about behaviour, you can contact the Men's Referral Service on 1300 766 491. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.